welcome to Hearts and Stripes, your one-stop shop for all things military marriage. I hope our discussions and interviews equip you with the tools to start or grow a beautiful marriage as we address the benefits and challenges of milled marriage. I believe life's most precious moments are worth celebrating, so I'll help you design your marriage blueprint in alignment with your core values. Thank you for joining us, and remember to rate, subscribe, and review. Let's do this. Hello, hello, and welcome to Hearts and Stripes podcast. This is your host, Brie Carroll, and I am here for another Heart to Heart. You have just gotten locked into the replay series. We are taking a break here at Hearts and Stripes podcast, but we are showcasing a lot of the collaborations that we have done throughout the years on other platforms with other military spouses and veteran um, podcasters. Uh, programs, organizations, all those things. And today is going to be really special because you get to hear the episode that I did on Shine Sis with Candace and Mary. So super excited about this episode. It's all about adding the ands in your life, whether it be um, not choosing that either or, but adding some ands. And, and you'll hear all about that in the episode. So I won't go too far into that, but I do want to give a special plug for Military Marriage Day. So if you haven't RSVP'd for Military Marriage Day already, or you have not gotten your MMD Summit tickets, I encourage you to head to militarymarriageday.com, get your ticket, RSVP. We are just days away from Military Marriage Day 2021, which will be celebrated on August the 14th. So make sure that you are locked in to benefits and receive all of the amazing giveaways, the updates on the sessions that will happen throughout the week and all the goodness that is Military Marriage Day. Of course, here at Hearts and Stripes Podcast, we're all about strengthening military marriages and Military Marriage Day is one of the ways that we champion doing that. So make sure that you are plugged in, head to militarymarriageday.com. So without further delay, here is the replay from Shine Sis Podcast. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Today, our special guest that is joining us today is Bree Carroll. She is a military marriage coach, a 2020 recipient of the Armed Force Insurance Military Spouse of the Year, and the owner of Bree Carroll's events. So welcome, Bree. Well, thank you. Thank you, ladies, for having me. I'm excited to be here, share a little bit, answer some questions, and just have a good time. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> We're glad to have you. Yeah, it's going to be good. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey and how pretty much you started out. Yeah. So first off, let me say thank you. Thank you for having me. I love the discussions that y'all have on here. And I think it's really exciting to hear other people's stories and their past. And through being transparent, I feel like people can really connect and learn a lot. So I'm going to be all the way real with my journey. And I mean, I grew up Patterson, New Jersey, so um, city life, I loved it. Um, 
but I always knew that there was more. I always wanted to go and do something different. And at an early age, I was kind of like, either I'm going to go in the direction of like performing arts or I'm going to go through a STEM field because I really liked science, math, technology, engineering. It all intrigued me. And I had an opportunity to go to space camp in Huntsville, Alabama when I was in high school because I went to a, um, an academy um, that was sponsored or, or granted the, the grant that started the school. It was through NASA. So we had an opportunity to, to go to space camp. And I loved it, but more so I loved it because it made me feel like I was connected to someone that I always saw as like a role role model. And as Dr. Mae Jemison, she was the first African-American woman to go into space. And I was just like, that would be so dope if I went into space. Now, this disclaimer, y'all. Your girl was not going to space for real, <laughs> but, but it did get me on the path of wanting to be an engineer and reading her biography. I learned, too, that she was interested in, you know, creative arts and dance. But her mom gave her some perspective and the advice that her mom gave her is what I took for myself. She basically told her that you can be a scientist that dances, but you can't be a dancer that does science mm. like it doesn't work it, it can't like you have to choose a path and that's kind of what I took on I chose the path but throughout college and and even in my adult life when I volunteer and stuff I still integrate dance I still integrate being creative and things into the the things that I do and I, I bring that part up from that earlier um, part of my life just because I think people think that in making the choice that you're limiting yourself, but really in making the choice, you're just giving yourself a vector and you still have all these other options that you can add to the path that you choose. So you you choose a main focus, but that doesn't mean it has to be a or. I like and. Like you have to add some ands in your life as opposed to just feeling like it has to be this or that. No, I'm, I'm going to pick this and I'm a volunteer to do this to give me that fulfillment in this other way. Or I'm going to add this other thing over here to do fulfillment in other ways. So by choosing the path of doing engineering, um, I actually went to North Carolina A&T, um, which was a HBCU. And I loved it. It graduates the the world's most African-American engineer. So shout out Aggie pride. Um, yeah. So I, I loved, I loved the experiences there and through going through that, that university, I had the opportunity to interview and get placement in the palace acquire program. And for those who don't know what that is, that is a program that recruits right out of college, whether it's a, um, grad, a graduate degree, undergraduate degree, doesn't matter. They recruit you to work for the Air Force. So I came mm-hmm. in as a Palace Acquire training program, and it's where you come in as a GS7, and every year you automatically promote. So it was GS7. Oh, wow. The next year I was in a program was GS9, and then you leave the program as a GS11. So what that means is even listeners, even if you are getting your degree right now and you're about to complete your degree, know that the Palace Acquire program is an option for you if you want to start working with 
the government. So on the path of 7-9-11, I'm like, I like this, this project management thing, because I am I am a little bit of a push your glasses up nerd. But like, I like to interact <laughs> with people. I like to talk. I like to give the presentation. I like to project manage. And that's a lot of what you do when you work for the government. They contract out a lot of the design work and things of that nature. So I was a GS employee in Little Del Rio, Texas, which happened to be an AETC base, which means, of course, I was going to meet the most handsome pilot there. (laughs) (laughs) And that's where I actually met my husband to be at that time in church while I was in Little Del Rio, Texas. So I was already a GS employee had a career. He, I, we always kid. I always say like, I was a grown up when you met me. Like I had, I had a career. I had a, a path set right. up and then we, we met, we married and then I became a military spouse. So I was always excited because I was like, Ooh, that military spouse life thing. That seems cool. Like I'm already volunteering. I'm already doing this. I, I feel like I could fit in with this group over here. Little did I know that I was kind of an outsider because just the way a lot of military spouses experience, whether it's chosen or not, finding employment, keeping employment is very challenging. So here I am, somebody who already had a career, was able to maintain it because I had a career through the Air Force already and trying to identify with a group who they weren't working or they had been in transition so much that it became difficult. So what I ended up doing, as I noticed that people were having challenges, I started to advocate for working as a GS employee. It only makes sense to me if you are going to move all these locations with your spouse, why not work for the same entity that they work for? Because they will more than likely have a position that may be um, met, you know, it might line up with your skill set. And that's why I love the the episode that you guys had come out today that where the speaker talked about not just a particular career path, but thinking about your giftings, thinking about your skills, those translate to different types of career fields. And I, I just want to emphasize that message again, you can do that in the GS world. So that's my, my story from a engineer. And then as I continued on as a mom, as a spouse, I actually became an entrepreneur. I like to say I started my retirement job early and (laughs) I got into wedding and event planning and I loved it. I used basically the problem solving and planning that you use in the engineering world for like runways. I used that same mind when it came to planning something a little more pretty like the aisle <laughs> as opposed to this <laughs> runway. So um, it was it was very enjoyable. I loved working with couples. I love to create a beautiful day. And then as time went on and the pandemic hit, I started realizing that I cared less about a couple's details and I cared more about seeing their relationship thrive. Like, mm. yeah, we can pick out this blending colors, but like when I call y'all in a year, are y'all still going to be married? Because I see a lot of conflict. For that reason, it caused me to pivot in how I serve people. And now I am the military marriage coach. I focus on marriage coaching, life coaching, relationship coaching, because at the end of the day, 
um, this problem solver that I am, that's all engineering is. I wanted to ensure that I was living a life of purpose, that I was being impactful. And this is just the space and the opportunity that I'm able to do that. And as you mentioned in the intro, as the 2020-2021 Armed Forces Insurance Air Force Spouse of the Year, my platform is strengthening military marriages. So I'm super excited to have this platform and the ability to take it a step further. Wow. Wow. That is. <laughs> oh man! Well, see, I'm over here getting hyped up, motivated, all of that. All I know. Way. I'm just teasing and like, oh yes, wow. <laughs> well, you know, taking all of that, listening to that, I was going to say, you know, obviously May is the is uh, Mental Health Awareness Month, and you know what you focusing on um, military marriages. I was just wondering if you could kind of speak on maybe how um, the strains of the military lifestyle could kind of sometimes affect marriages and maybe either some advice that you may give to, you know, people out there when it comes to like something that they yes. may deal with. Just, just, yeah. Yes, absolutely. So I love that you brought into that, that the conversation talking about mental health. So the reason why I like to specialize in my very own military community is because well, I, oftentimes people overlook the fact that military life is challenging. It is different. We like to, you know, just sweep it under the rug and be like, I got it. It's fine. Everything is fine. No, it's like the little meme where dude is sitting at the table and everything's burning behind him. Everything is not fine. (laughs) It's not fine. And and the reason why I like to say it's okay to not be okay is because when you think about military life and you look at the top stressors that impact us, not just mentally, but physically, we go through those in a repetitive cycle. So what are those type top stressors? That's Um, loss. Loss is not just someone passing away. Loss can be grieving something that you had to let go. Loss can be you are um, you are grieving an experience. It could be a person, but it's anything that you're getting pulled away from. And we do that when we have to maybe not work when we're at, at a new assignment. We're grieving the loss of our job. We're grieving the loss of being close to our family. We're grieving I don't know, not having Chick-fil-A because I don't even have that by me right now. So <laughs> oh, me neither. Oh, come wow. on, listen. <laughs> so you Sorry, grieve. Y'all got one down the street. <laughs> <laughs> so grief, that's one of the stressors. Moving, that's a high stress activity. And we do it frequently. Um, having children or raising children, those are high stress environments that we oftentimes do isolated if you aren't intentional about building community. So all of these things play into our mental health. And these are things that in military life are our norm. And I just think when we make things, these things that are high stressors, that is it clinically shows that, you know, it put takes a toll on yourself, which if it's impacting you, it's impacting your family. And we're not addressing these challenges and using tools to equip our mind and work through them in a healthy way. They're going to come out in other ways. And oftentimes they come out through how you interact with those who are closest to you, i.e. your spouse. So you are letting out your frustrations. You are taking out those undealt with feelings on your spouse and vice versa um, because you don't know what their work stresses are, especially depending on their career fields. They may be seeing and doing some things, especially in a deployed environment. They're bringing back home and they're still carrying that and it's very heavy. So they may be taking it out on their spouse, even though they're not talking about 
the why behind mm-hmm. what they're reacting and how they're reacting. They're taking it out emotionally because everyone only has so much capacity. So in talking about mental health, it's very important to think about how when you don't take care of these items, when you don't address and acknowledge the challenges in military life, if you want to just sweep it under the rug, it's going to come out in other ways. And oftentimes hurt people hurt people and you're taking it out on your spouse. Message. (laughs) Right, right. Because I just don't want to see the patterns that I've been seeing. So the reason why I really got into this, so again, we keeping it all the way real here. I had in a year's term, I've seen couples, friends, we gonna call them family because that's what it's like in military life. When you get close to other couples, I saw in a year's time about six couples divorce or separate. Wow. And the reality is without sharing like all their, all their information in each of those things there was either that one of the spouse had a lack of fulfillment another spouse was grieving the loss of her identity or the loss of of a parent or a loss of a child like there are major things and again those things weren't dealt with and because they weren't dealt with they came out in their marriage it spiraled of course and then it ended up in divorce as opposed to treating or addressing and paying attention to the thing that you maybe could have worked through with some help, with some guidance, with a counselor, with a coach, it turned into this life altering experience of separation, which is is so unfortunate. And I really don't, I really hope that people don't have to endure. That's why I do the work that I do. That's why I enjoy coaching. That's why I don't mind holding space for other people to work through those things and asking the hard questions to make them deal with those issues because I'd rather take the time and ask you hard questions and make you consider some things that you need to work through as opposed to on the back end trying to resolve something that has has gone on for years and years. So getting back to the coaching and just what you've you know you've experienced would you say, um, would you recommend like marriage counseling to those prior to them getting married? Um, do you, do you see, do you see a difference from the the couples that you've helped where the ones that have, you know, did the pre-marriage counseling to the ones who haven't, is there any effect, you know? Yeah, I, I think there difference? is. I definitely advocate for premarital counseling, but I think the misconception with that is that like once I get premarital counseling, like I'm good, like I don't have to do anything else. Mm-hmm. And I would offer that what you measure gets managed. It's an engineering thing we talk about all the time, what you measure gets ma- managed. But the reality is it's a continuous process. You always have to check in on your marriage. You don't have to wait till you are in a bad spot to get counseling or to get coaching. Um, It really just depends on like what you need. So let me, let me explain kind of the difference between counseling and coaching. If people are listening, they're like, isn't that the same thing? It's actually different. So typically your clinical um, counseling, those people who are, are licensed to go and do the deep work, they are talking about addressing things in your past. 
that's that's someone who's going to sit through maybe um, if it's a psychiatrist, even they're working through other like um, mind mindset, like mental issues. They may be able to prescribe medication. But typically when we're talking about counseling or going to a therapist, you're talking about dealing with old things, your childhood, maybe traumas, things that are in the past coaching. What I do. I'm talking about your future. We are setting goals. We are talking about where you want to be and we're taking steps and I'm holding you accountable in moving forward. And the reason why I like the coaching model, one, for anyone who may be interested in coaching as a military spouse and as frequent as we can move, it is not um, licensed the same way a therapist would have to um, reinstate their license from state to state. Coaching also um, gives you the opportunity for people to see the progress and moving forward with their life. Again, nothing against counseling because people really do need to deal with those things of your past. But there comes a point in your marriage, in your relationship, in your personal life when it's like, okay, I've dealt with the things in my past. Now, how do I take a step forward? That's where coaching comes into play. That's where people start making taking those steps making those that getting that momentum in their relationship in their life so i would say to answer the question premarital counseling is great but think about what you may need to move forward in your relationship and that may mean a counseling check-in so that you can deal with some things that maybe you've been avoiding for a very long time that may look like coaching that could look like you going on a couple's retreat not because you need help but just because you want to be intentional about your relationship it's a continuous process and i find that couples who continue to invest in their relationship are successful now when I know you could, you already mentioned kind of like where your your passion initially came from in terms of wanting to help um, military marriage, you know, or uh, well, in marriages within the military. Sorry. But what was that moment? When did that moment occur or what was that moment? I should say for you when you went from just wanting to be like a friend to, you know, the people that were in your life who were dealing with uh, marital issues versus saying, you know, you, you actually want to make um, further this and make a career out of it in terms of becoming an actual coach and helping other um, people as well. Yes, you are asking, when did I say <laughs> yes to this career path? And I'll tell you, I will tell you the moment, if you will, that I said yes, came out of receiving this award to be very honest with you. There were things that were lining up in that direction, but it wasn't until I got the recognition of being a branch, not even a branch winner, a base winner. I found out I won for base with this award and I was like, oh, that's cool. What is my platform going to be? That's easy. It's going to be strengthening military marriages. Why? Because I had already started my podcast, Hearts and Stripes. So that was a part of um, the recognition. They they loved what I was doing on the podcast. So that was like, okay, that was like one breadcrumb that God put put in my space. And I was like, all right, yeah, I want to do a podcast. <laughs> Boom. I'm going to just jump out there and do that. It had nothing to do with the other things that I was doing, but I was passionate about it. So that one piece was in place. Then I got the recognition and it was like, oh, okay platform, boom, marriage. Cool. That was the other breadcrumb. Because I got the recognition, I actually entered into a coaching program. So disclaimer, 
I'm not just up here as a coach. Coaches have coaches. Like if I can't be up here saying like, I believe in coaching and, and, and have never had coaching. So I signed up personally for a coaching program. And through that, um, it was command the stage with Patrice Washington. That's my coach. And I really went there because I was like, well, if I get this recognition, I'm going to have to speak a lot. So command the stage was a speaking course. And then she had a follow on course that I ended up going through in a coaching program called Purpose to Platform. And what I realized in as I was crafting my talk and as I was going through Purpose to Platform through this coaching program, that all of these little breadcrumbs, me seeing my marriage, my parents marriage struggle and me never really being satisfied with like how my parents marriage looked looking at my experience of going in and out of unhealthy relationships prior to meeting my husband going like messy relationships having the baggage of going and getting an abortion alone being in an abusive relationship and remembering the moments of being choked in a two-bedroom home looking up at a popcorn ceiling struggling to get out of a situation and just in that moment even saying I don't see the God in you I don't see the God in you. That's what I was saying to the person who was struggling me at that time. But thinking back to that, those words weren't for him. They were for me. I don't see the God in you. I hadn't had the God in my plans because I was just going to and fro and just by the seat of my pants. And what I realized then as I started working on myself, that's when I attracted that good thing into my life and my marriage my marriage was one of those good things that I attracted because I started working on me first and then seeing how I was able to progress. I was able to continue into this path and all these breadcrumbs led to marriage. The thing I was running away from, the thing that I didn't like seeing my parents, the thing that I didn't like seeing in media, the relationships I was trying to avoid. That's what I was called to. Like I was, I enjoyed being an engineer. I enjoyed other components, but the reality is I was called to serve in marriage. So my yes came through that program. Isn't it crazy how God works? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So before we wrap up and let you go, Bree, I mean, you done, you done dropped a lot of knowledge. You're so (laughs) transparent and we, we really appreciate it. I was going to oh, say really ahead, quick though. I, I, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I was going to say, I did want to hear a little bit more though about your podcast. If you want to just, you know, give our listeners insight into your podcast. Sure. Dang it. How you know I wasn't about to ask that? Absolutely. Oh, I thought you was about to go into the affirmation. So that's why I was like, hold on. Let me no, know. I did not say anything about the affirmation. <laughs> my bad. My bad. Then. Okay. That's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. My bad. Go ahead, Bri. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So yes, yes. The podcast. Thank you for, for circling back to that. Hearts and Stripes. That's the podcast that I host comes out every Monday and I focus on strengthening military marriage. And we have real conversations there. I have guests come on. They share their military marriage story. We are talking about advice 
lessons learned, um, any resources. Like I talk, I bring on counselors, I bring on coaches. If there's an author, maybe that has a book, maybe there's other podcasters like (laughs) y'all that need to come on Hearts and Stripes to be a resource so that people feel encouraged. Because like I said, I really do believe that when you work on yourself, when you show up for yourself, that's how you're able to show up for your relationship. So at Hearts and Stripes, that's what we believe. We're going to be talking about how you build yourself and thrive as an individual, thrive in your marriage and thrive as you build a legacy. Because at the end of the day, you are going to bless other people by your relationships, by you just being and through your marriage. And that's the legacy that I want to see less. So Hearts and Stripes podcast, you can follow, you can listen. um, And anyone who wants to catch it and follow me on social media, I'm just at It's Brie Carroll. And you can find out more about Hearts and Stripes podcast awesome. there too. Mary, real quick, I do have I got two questions for her real quick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was wondering, y'all, I'm <laughs> I was wondering, you know, um, if, if you if you've seen a connection between, uh, I know at one point you were saying how you were advocating for um, employment for military spouses because obviously that's a big issue in the military spouse community in terms of that career. Yes. So have you seen a link between that and you know, marital issues, you know, when you're going into, you know, come on, Candace, no. you on point okay. today. <laughs> Let me tell you. Yes, absolutely. So in 2020, I did a marriage survey and I had over 500 um, women respond in the survey spouses. And what I found out, I asked questions about if they were to rate their marriage from a scale of it being excellent, very good, um, average, below average, poor, 50%. They said it was like average to poor. 50%. I was like, really? And it it just blew my mind to see the results of the survey because we also asked if they felt personally fulfilled. And about about three fourths said, yeah, they they didn't feel personally fulfilled. In addition, we asked about employment. Would you believe that those statistics were matching the people who did not have careers or did not have their own thing, maybe a hobby, something that brought them gratification personally were the same people who felt unfulfilled? We also asked does your personal fulfillment tie into your feelings about your marriage? Of course they said yes. Mm -hmm. So I personally believe that that link to that employment also ties to the strength of relationships. And I'm not saying all military spouses have to work to have healthy marriages. No, I'm saying that the way we define fulfillment or the people who did the survey, they defined fulfillment by having a career, by having something of their own and not having that, that is when they felt lack in their relationship. So yes, I feel like I still do advocate for employment. I still do advocate for entrepreneurship. I still do advocate for, I I call it working, working towards your purpose, because I think monetary, that monetary component does not define your fulfillment. 
you could be doing something that you love and be making zero money and find yourself more fulfilled and have a healthier marriage. It's not the money. It's about, are you doing something that you feel is purpose work? And I still advocate for that today. So that was a fantastic question. (laughs) Yes, that was a fantastic question, Candice. Mary, if you got another, do you have another one? Because I got one that's off topic, though. It's off topic? Yeah. yeah well, I just want to yeah. circle back to the, the resources and, um, like, are there any resources you can give to our listeners out there that, you know, who's not ready to take that step into finding a coach at the moment? Yes. So, absolutely. So, if you go to my website, breecarol.com, you can find some resources there. But I guess the biggest resource that I want to advocate for, especially on this podcast, is Military Marriage Day. So, Military Marriage Day is actually a holiday that I created. It's the newest holiday in our armed forces, and it is celebrated annual, annually on August the 14th. We have a whole week countdown that we are doing and it's focused on strengthening your marriage. So if you go to militarymarriageday.com, you can find out more about that. And the way that we are doing it is each day we will have something for you and your spouse to, to help connect the two of you, something to help you grow a tactic or tool, something for you to try in your relationship. And then this year, we're also going to have a two-day summit to really go deeper. So all the lives will be on the Facebook page. You'll be able to follow on along their Military Marriage Day on Facebook. You can catch the highlights on Instagram and Military Marriage Day. You can you can get all of those um all of the celebration details. But what I will say, another thing that I'm excited about Military Marriage Day, beyond it just being a holiday, because of course, we're not just here to be like Valentine's Day and have like flowers and candy. Like that's cute, but we're really going to be intentional about our relationships and on Military Marriage day.com we will actually be rolling out a resource page so what this will do it will break down different resources that whatever branch you have you will find resources specifically on marriage free resources that are offered um paid resources it could be a book because every every couple is different so there's no one size fit all i am a coach i love what i do i know i can transform people when they work for me but i may not be the person for everybody and that's okay because the goal is seeing your relationship thrive and whatever it takes for your relationship to thrive We want you to have access to that. So stay tuned. In August, we'll roll out the resource page. It'll have tons of links to other podcasts, to books, to coaches, free programs, all the things that you can connect to to help strengthen your marriage as well. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, So before we go, this is, like I said, completely off topic from what we've been discussing. (laughs) But I mean, I'm pretty sure you've seen, well, not not you've seen, you you know, because you're in the STEM field um, that as of late, you know, there's more programs trying to push, you know, young girls and minorities into that field. And so I was just kind of wondering what that experience has been for you as a black woman. Um, Yeah, just like, you know, deciding to go to school to be an engineer and going through that, that whole process just in your career field. Yeah. And I think I love this question because it's also something that I try to 
um, to teach. And as I am building my empire, that's definitely a way that I want to give back. Like I mentioned, going to space camp and all these things. And I really feel like I was able to be successful in my career because I had an example. I could see it. Like my uncle was an engineer, black man, engineer. So I had that example. I had that that role model. So I knew that it was possible. And I love these pushes for different programs to get more minorities, specifically African-American girls into what is seen as a white male dominated field like engineering, science, technology, and math. And I really do think that the path that I walked is not, it's not special. I just had the opportunity and doors were open for me to walk through. And I, and I love these programs. And that's something that I have on my heart to do. Like I said, as I build my empire. Um, and that's why I love, I love being transparent about these things because working, you know, working with me, you're investing in yourself, of course. But as you invest in me, you know what I stand for. You know that I am supporting a family. You know that I want to sponsor young people like me to have experiences like going to space camp. Like that is literally something that I give back to. Um, my husband is a pilot. I don't know if, I, well, yeah, I did mention that a little bit. My husband is a pilot. So we invest in giving young girls and boys that look like us opportunities to fly because some of them have never left their block. Verse, you know, let alone flew in an airplane, let alone know somebody that looks like them who's a pilot and an engineer. Mm -hmm. So I think I, 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 it goes to that bigger purpose. And, and I love the, the crazy winding journey that I've been on from engineering into events, into marriage coaching, because it really all does tie together. And if my life can just be a light to other people, any young person, I hope it shines and shows that you don't have to limit yourself, that you can love math and love people and, and serve in all these different capacities. Again, it's not about or, it's about mm. and. So I hope that people are encouraged to be a light also and be that and for that young person who may be interested in a STEM field, who may be interested in whatever it is that you are chasing after, be a light, be an example, and be that and for somebody to see that they can do it too. You just preached this whole episode, Bree. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Wow. Well, thank you for being so transparent, just giving us so much knowledge and so much advice. Like we really appreciate you taking the time out to come sit and yes. chat with us today. I, well, thank you for having me. I love what you're doing. I love your platform. I love that you close with affirmations because as a coach is definitely something that I believe in. There are power in the words that you say. So I hope that the listeners also are joining in at the affirmations at the end. Say it, say it for yourself, believe it, hold on to it. And just thank you for giving me a platform to share what I do. And you continue to do what you are doing because you're doing an amazing job serving this community. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Tear. <laughs> don't don't y'all get all emotional now. Hold no. on. <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, we're gonna go ahead and do this affirmation. I am enough. I am enough. I have the power to create the life I desire. 
I have the power to create the life I desire. I am worthy of my dreams. 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 Yes, yes. Listen, I'm going to remember to pick this and that and that this or that. Okay, I got you. There you go. There <laughs> yep, you go. Yep. yep. <laughs> well, once again, thanks, Bree. Thank you. I so appreciate it. All right. And remember, Shine says, you got this. And you got this, girl. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review. This is Hearts and Stripes. We are the few, the proud, that aim high and are forged by love. Always ready, always there. We are Mill Marriage Strong.